I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life today, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm thrilled to welcome my very special guest to the show today. Bonnie Marcus is with me today. Bonnie, welcome. Thank you. I am delighted to be on your show today. And I love the whole mission of your show. I think well, it's terrific. Thank you so much. We are kindred spirits in that. And I'm really eager to dive into a conversation about women and your fabulous new book. But Bonnie, let me tell the audience about you. Bonnie Marcus is a certified executive coach, speaker, and author. A former corporate executive, Bonnie founded her firm Women's Success Coaching with the mission to help professional women promote and position themselves for success. And her latest book, The Politics of Promotion, How High-Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead, provides a roadmap for women to navigate the complexities of their workplace and to get the promotions they deserve. My eyes are wide, Bonnie. You're speaking my language. I'm so excited. So tell me, how did you come to write this book? Well, I started to talk about my own experience in corporate America doing workshops and keynotes. Um, One of my most popular keynotes is Anatomy of a Blind Side. (laughs) And Caroline, that's the story of how I was blindsided by politics. I was passed over for a promotion that I thought I was a shoe-in for. And as I was out there talking about it, I realized I was opening up this emotional can of worms with my audience. Women would come up to me afterward and say, oh, that happened to me too. And, you know, I felt so betrayed and I felt so angry. And um, there were so many lessons, Caroline, about uh, what you can learn when this happens to you and what messages I can give to professional women who are ambitious and want to advance their careers about how to avoid it. You You don't need to actually be blindsided. There are things that you can do to be more savvy. And so I decided to write the book. It, it actually started out with the title, Anatomy of a Blindside, and I started interviewing women at all levels in organizations about their own experiences, and then it turned into more of the politics of promotion. Of course, my publisher liked that title better. So, <laughs> little alliteration in there as well. Yes. Well, <laughs> well Bonnie, I want to thank you as a fellow professional woman and an executive coach and a speaker and author who is equally passionate about empowering women. And not to say that that men don't need empowerment, but I think our journey as women in the career world is different. And I'm, I'm sure yes, you would is. agree. And what I love about the politics of promotion is it does give us very specific tools and action steps so we can navigate that tricky journey. But let's let's talk a little bit about your research. And and thank you for being honest and saying, you know, this happened to you, right? So you can relate. Oh, it did. Yes, it did. I was with the company for eight years and had worked my way up to an assistant vice president Mm -hmm. position. And uh, the company reorganized. And all of a sudden, there was an opportunity to move up to a VP level. And... I thought that uh, my talent, my hard work, I had a great track record, would get me um, the promotion. And I just avoided my boss. 
uh, who was new, who just came in from the outside. I had no idea how decisions were made about, were going to be made about this um, and who had influence over it. In mm-hmm. other words, I had my head in the sand, you know. And like many women, I really felt that uh, my per- my uh, performance would get me the job. But what I have come to learn since then is that your great performance only qualifies you for mm-hmm. the promotion. So yes, I started to do research. I reached out to a lot of women leaders. I I followed up on some of the studies on. Uh, why women tend to focus on just their performance and and found that this is a major issue. And not only that, I truly believe that, you know, as there's so much focus now on why there isn't more progress for women in the workplace to senior leadership roles, that political savvy is a big piece of what's missing. You know, you go to school, you go to business school, you learn a lot about management, perhaps, and leadership, but nobody teaches you how to be savvy about how to navigate the workplace. Yeah. It's like the street smarts of of on the job, you know, that what no one wants to talk about. But but I appreciate you as a savvy woman passing this down. Right. And it's not just to younger generations. Frankly, it's for women in the workforce now who are living it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's for women who are just entering um, and it's for women who are, you know, 20 years maybe in their career and they are kind of stuck in this level where they're trying to move up to executive and they don't know really why they're not getting the recognition they deserve. So, Bonnie, let's talk a little bit about office politics, right? Because I think you and I have a very clear picture of what that is, but the audience might not. So unpack that, help us understand what it is and and how, for example, we can navigate that better. Okay, great question. Well, office politics uh, has a really bad name, right? Most yeah. people feel it's dirty, it's manipulative, you know, and and so women feel that they're taking the high road right. when they avoid it. And that's really dangerous. But in my book and my philosophy is it doesn't need to be negative. That the first thing you need to do is be open to positive politics. And that politics is really nothing more than relationships and the dynamics around those relationships. And when you look at it through that positive lens, then you realize that you can use these relationships to your advantage. You can build mutually beneficial relationships across the organization so that you have visibility and credibility you need. It doesn't need to be the backstabbing, manipulative, um, type of politics that people normally think of. But I'm so glad is, that you said yeah. that, you know, because you're right. These uh, women, whatever their age is and their professional level of experience, I think sometimes they think, oh, that's dirty. I don't want to go there. And it's not. What you're saying is this is how you... It doesn't you, have to be. Yeah, correct. Thank so you for there clarifying. Are, 
there are people out there who are definitely political animals uh-huh. who don't necessarily do the work, who take credit for others, and they spend most of their time posturing, right? Right. And I'm not saying that anybody should emulate that because they are not politically savvy. Correct. Politically savvy people are the ones who build these mutually beneficial relationships who are much more subtle about letting people know about their accomplishments and how that benefits the organization. So it, it's not the uh, suck-ups, mm-hmm. as, as somebody mm-hmm. in my book referred to it. It's, it's the people who are politically savvy know how to build strategic relationships and gain that recognition in their workplace. You know, it's so true that uh, so many women are thinking about how their work will speak for itself. And as idyllic as that sounds, it just doesn't happen. You need to be seen and heard. And I believe in the concept of managing up, right? So your boss and your boss's boss understands what you do well. So tell me, how, how has this book really changed the mindset of women who are stuck in that, oh, I can't brag about what I do, right? Or I can't tell others what I do well. One of the things that I talk about in the book, of course, the, one of the tools in the toolkit is a mirror to help yeah. you identify your value proposition and therefore gives you the confidence to talk about your accomplishments. And that my approach to self-promotion is that you have value that you bring to the organization. And when you let others know how your value proposition can help them achieve their goals, whatever they may be, you are not only getting that visibility and building trust and influence, but you are emerging as a leader. You're building a mutually beneficial relationship. So it's not so self-serving. It's helping the whole organization and the business. And so I say, you know, self-promotion is a leadership skill. If you think of it that way, it's based on your unique contribution and then how that contribution benefits the business and letting other people know how you can help them achieve their goals. See, I love this because you were talking about it as if, and I agree with you, it is a practical leadership strategy, right? This is Mm -hmm. essential. This is not an add-on. This is just what we should be expected to do. And we need as women to get comfortable with this. Right. And in terms of managing up, you know, I will coach my clients to meet with their boss and try to understand what is important to them, what motivates them, what interests them, what are they trying to achieve. And position yourself as someone who can help them do that. You know, you, many women will say, oh, my boss really isn't, you know, a great sponsor for me. They don't advocate for me. Um, they, they look at me as um, competition, especially because I'm ambitious. And this is one great way to be savvy mm-hmm. and build a relationship with your boss as an ally. And when you help them be successful, you will be successful. Brilliant. Brilliant. One of my favorite chapters is the get out of jail free card. And you talk about sponsorship in chapter five. So tell us more about that. The get out of jail free card. I I took that obviously from Monopoly because Uh when you pulled that card, you, you definitely advanced around the board much faster than anyone else. And the get out of jail free card, uh, in Monopoly really protects you in a way. Right. Right. 
from any kind of harm. Well, a sponsor does the same kind of thing. They propel you forward and they protect you. They um, position you for more visibility, high, you know, high profile assignments. They have your back so that you can take more risks. It is the most powerful relationship you can have in the workplace to help you advance your career because a sponsor will literally pull you up yeah. through yeah. the organization and it's extremely powerful. So in the book, I outline not only how to find the right sponsor because women tend to look for role models. Uh, they look for sponsors that they like, who they admire. And that's different, right? That might be a mentor, for example. It might be a mentor, exactly. But when you're looking for a sponsor, you want somebody who's got the power mm -hmm. and the clout to make this happen for you. Um, and I get asked this a lot. Well, how do I, how do I get a sponsor? <laughs> right. You know, how do I sign do up? I, yeah. Do I, <laughs> you know, meet them for coffee and say, yeah. hey, will you be my sponsor? And of course, it's a relationship that needs to be uh, built and nurtured over time and but, earned. Yeah. You earn your earned. way to a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I think throughout the book, there is this theme. There's almost this assumption. Okay. You are a high achieving woman. You know, you are a top performer that only qualifies you for all of this, but then you need to take action on your own behalf to reach your career goals. And you need to identify potential sponsor. You need to nurture that relationship. And as in any of these other powerful relationships that you have, the most powerful ones are when they're mutually beneficial. Great. When the protege and the sponsor are both gaining something from the relationship. So good segue about powerful relationships and strategic relationships. As a fellow executive coach, you and I know the power of the coaching relationship. And, and I think we're both on the same page that coaching is for successful people that want to become more successful and extraordinary. It's not always fixing problems that can be part of it, right? But, but not right. all of it. So talk about the value of a coach in this equation, you know, navigating the office politics, trying to earn those promotional opportunities. How can a coach help? A coach can help you see the dynamics of the workplace in a very objective way, right. not an emotional way, first of all, um, and, and provide that roadmap for you to uncover some of the um, hidden rules that uh -huh. may actually uh -huh. rule the workplace. So uh, a, a coach, especially somebody who has been in the corporate um, you know, arena, can bring tremendous value that way to help you navigate difficult relationships and, and personalities and things like that. But there are external barriers for women in the workplace that have everything to do with some of these hidden rules, um, gender, gender stereotypes, unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need somebody to help you navigate. But a lot of women also have internal barriers. So they may have some hesitancy to promote themselves, some hesitancy to really build and leverage relationships to meet their career goal. So I think a coach can help you on both sides and give you, as you said, that 
that advantage. Yeah, yeah, that competitive edge. You know, and I call it in the book, I call it a GPS. Yes, because yeah. It's just, you know, what did we ever do before GPS, <laughs> you know? I know. Uh, and, and a coach can function in that way, can really said. help you to figure out how to get from where you are now to where you want to go. Excellent. Excellent. So let's talk about some ways that women do hold themselves back from success. So our listeners might say, ah, that's me. I'm holding myself back. Maybe I didn't even realize that until I listened to Bonnie. Mm, Well, the first thing we do is we are just too comfortable with our to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, we want to focus on our work. We spend 100% of our time doing the work and we need to understand that it's we have to stretch outside of our comfort zone and create more visibility for us and set up meetings and meet with people and get to know more people and and network and and build relationships so our comfort level tends to be the work and we need to move outside of that we have a lot of discomfort talking about ourselves and so that's why I approach self-promotion in a very different way. It's not about bragging. It's not about talking about ourselves in a very self-serving way. It's how can you serve um, the organization because of the value that you bring and how can you bring value to other people in the organization because of your talent, right? Right, right. We do hold ourselves back there. Um, and so I believe this this approach is is – really helpful for women who have difficulty putting putting themselves forward in that way. Um, we, we hesitate to build and then leverage relationships. Somebody once told me, and I love this, that women build up these airline miles. You know, we do, do, do for everyone else. We've got all these airline miles, and then they expire before we cash them in. Ah, what a great analogy. Use them. Yeah, use the miles. Use them because people, you know, if you you ask and you're very specific about what you want and need, people will respond in a positive way. But we don't. You know, our comfort level isn't in this, uh, in the asking or quid pro quo that men are so much better at than, than we are. They use their miles. <laughs> they use those miles, I tell you. Oh, and, um, you know, paying it forward is, is a, a great thing. Uh, I so agree. I think it's our responsibility. Absolutely. It, it is. It's a leadership skill to then leverage those relationships. Absolutely. So, you know, those are some of the things that I find that women uh, have or find more challenging. So your book is so solution-oriented, Bonnie, which is one of the reasons why I love it. Talk to me about some of the tools in your political toolkit and how they work. Okay. Well, the first one that I mentioned before is the mirror. Mm -hmm. And the mirror helps you to reflect and figure out what your value proposition is. And that is the unique way you do the work that leads to positive business outcomes. We're so busy looking at everybody else that we don't really focus on, well, what what do we bring to the table? Yes, yeah. So um, in the book, I show you how to use the mirror to figure out what your value proposition is and then how to communicate that. 
so that it resonates with others. Uh, the next tool is the magnifying glass. And the magnifying glass forces you to focus on what is going on in your workplace. In the book, I outline very specific things for you to look for with your magnifying glass. Um, three things that you should look for are what are the rules and the unwritten rules? What are, uh, who has power and who has influence? And what is the culture? So what kind of behavior is rewarded and what isn't? And what does it take for a woman to get ahead in your workplace? And so when you put, you know, when you finish this chapter, you have gathered all that information to help you then position yourself with savvy. So Love you don't it. step on a landmine. Yes. Um, yes. The next tool is the... Um, is the uh, PASCO collect $200 card, again from Monopoly, because this allowed you to go around the board faster and collect more money. Right. When you build a strategic network, which is a powerful collection of people who are willing and able to speak for you, uh, you also propel your career forward and, and it leads to higher salaries. And we tend to network like throwing spaghetti against the wall. <laughs> yeah, we gather people and cards and, you know. But a strategic network starts with your career goal. And then who do you know and who do you need to know to reach that goal? And I outline in the book and give you some templates on how to build that network, how to build that powerful network of people in your organization and outside your organization. And then the get out of jail free card we talked right, about, which is right. the sponsorship. The last tool is the GPS, which is the coach, which helps you to use all the tools in the toolkit. Well, it really is such a practical roadmap and it's implementable for everyone who's listening. So tell us how we buy the book. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Well, you can certainly go to my website, which is womensuccesscoaching.com. And on the homepage there, you can certainly click and buy the book. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. And uh, it, Politics of Promotion, How High Achieving Women Get Ahead and Stay Ahead. It's on Amazon and also barnesandnoble.com. Wonderful. And Bonnie, I know you're very active in the social media sphere and that you're a contributing writer for Forbes and Business Insider. So tell us how we can find you on the internet. Okay. Well, I gave you my website. Uh -huh. On Twitter, uh, my handle is self-promote. Uh -huh. um, and Facebook, it's bonnie.marcus. And LinkedIn, it's Bonnie Marcus. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We should also be looking at Forbes and Business Insider. Bonnie, what a joy to have you on. You are just a rock star, and I so appreciate you. The book is extraordinary. I strongly recommend everybody listening to get a copy and buy a copy for a friend and literally pay it forward. And it, it's been lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I wish you great success, and I hope our paths cross in person sometime soon. Okay. I'd love that. Thanks, Bonnie. Be well. And I want to thank you for tuning into your working life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.